Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Aaron Dalyosa. Welcome to An Immigrant's Life, my podcast about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. Today, we have a special guest, and I'm not going to lie, I was really shocked when she said yes to do this podcast, but what really shocked me most is when she said yes to marry my friend Jason, because clearly she's out of his league. She is the general's daughter, the queen of Sweden, Tracy Young. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> I practiced that for a week. <laughs> so, Tracy Young, please introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, my name is Tracy. And uh, no, I was actually interested when you asked me to be part of the podcast. I thought it was a really cool idea. And uh, I love talking about my time in Sweden. So uh, for me, it was like an easy, just an easy thing to talk about. It's an easy hour funny because before I even started this podcast or even think of doing a podcast you're one of the people that I wanted to talk to Hmm. because of the Sweden thing like how can a person do that I can't do that you know I'm a wimp you (laughs) I don't know if we compare stories I think you did quite something (laughs) I did all right I did all right so quickly where are you originally from I'm originally from Montreal Quebec Canada and family, mom, dad? Uh, family, so, um, well, my mom's adopted, so we actually don't know where she is actually from. Uh, she was adopted when she was a baby, so um, everything, all of her adopted adoption certificate shows Canada. And uh, my dad was born in Montreal, um, as uh, same as us, except his dad was adopted as well so we have a lot of adopted people in our family so it's yeah it's really interesting to figure out one day i would love to know where they're from <laughs> that is cool yeah. there's a comedian he has a joke about adopted kids that he says he was chosen he didn't just come out from mom he was chosen by mom <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> something like that i'm just throwing That's a good it, way but... to look at it for sure yeah so you had a good childhood yeah yeah, regular 1980s upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we wake up and go outside and come back for lunch, go back outside. <laughs> Pretty much, eh? Yeah. No tech for us. So you're here because I want to talk about your Sweden trip. Actually, it's more than a trip, right? I want to know what motivated you to go to Sweden. Uh, actually, it was, it was funny. It was in, I was in my last, going to my last year of university. I remember I was with my ex-boyfriend at the time and I was like, oh, you know what? I'm looking back and I'm like, this is my last year. And I feel like all I did was I studied and studied and then I was working because I was putting myself through university. And uh, I was like, even though, yeah, I still went out and stuff, but I didn't join like, you know, I would hear people that joined like an association or they were part of like this club or something that was part of like the big university life. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm in my last year and then that's it. I'm not going to continue on for school at the time is what I was thinking. And I said, oh, I, I want to do something. I want to do something amazing that's, you know, that relates to going to university. And so I actually saw a posting just on the wall and it said exchange students. And it was just like, a, I don't know, it was just like one of posting those like tip, just at Concordia University. I, there was a posting on the wall. and. Um, I just I took the paper and I was like, oh, it honestly it was totally out of my like out of my element. 
I guess you could say I, um, I, I was, I was pretty shy actually, like growing up and even, um, in university. And I just, I wouldn't be one of those people that would just go off on my own. It just, uh, I would probably ask someone to like, I would be with somebody or something, you know? And uh, so I talked about it and my, my boyfriend at the time, he's like, you, you have to do it. I remember we were actually at a football game at Alouette's game. I think it was. And, and uh, he's like, you have to do it. And uh, for him, things were so easy. He was a stand-up comedian at the time. And so for him, he, <laughs> he was just like, do it. And it's just, you go away for six months and then you come back. It's like for him, he's like, it's not that big of a deal just go for it you know <laughs> he's like apply and see what happens so I applied for the program and you were so how do you apply for the program like this then office that you have to go yeah there was actually a student exchange office at Concordia oh, okay and uh, you got to pick from gosh so many countries like um, Australia New Zealand Germany uh, China Mexico like anywhere in the world and uh, so just that in itself was overwhelming I was like I where do you go I, I like you feel like my god I have I have the chance to go anywhere so hopefully if they accept me because um, the university still has to accept you and what are the criteria for you to be accepted uh, if I remember, cause it's going back to 2003, but it was, um, I think it was mostly grades, just the equivalency of grades. Too. Really? Okay. It's not yeah. like you haven't killed anyone. You're like, you've never been in jail or anything crazy. I'm sure I filled out something on those lines. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I, I feel like someone even had to vouch for me and sign that they know me and something, but, um, yeah, so so yeah, I applied and it took months. Like it was getting to the point I was freaking out that I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't get in. Cause you were allowed to put three universities and I only put, um, I only put two. What are those two choices? So I, I picked that my first one was Lund University in Sweden. And the second one was um, at Trinity University in, uh, in Ireland, in Dublin. Oh, okay. Oh, you're perfect there. Yeah. White skin, blonde hair, you're perfect. <laughs> you don't want to go to the brown skin people or anything <laughs> like that. You know what's funny? I, I, There were some countries I wanted to go to and I was like, I, I thought of Australia and then I was too afraid of um, spiders and snakes. Oh my God. So I didn't, I was just I didn't pick say. it. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't know by myself. I'm not ready for it. <laughs> it's like in your head. Australia is covered with spiders. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> so you applied. How did you tell your parents? Um, I just, I, I came home and told them I was going to apply and they thought it was great. They were super excited and encouraging. And um, yeah, they, they, were, they were really happy. And they were more just uh, interested where I was going to go. I like I had traveled to Europe before when I was in high school our last year of high school we did the European trip so I, I had like a very minimal view of Europe but to live there by myself um, it would be very different but they were super supportive they're really yeah it was really great so you did that uh, like two weeks trip for high school or something like that yeah 
I, I saw it all. Yeah. You, know, you don't appreciate it when you, when you're 16, you don't appreciate it. <laughs> no, nothing. You don't, you don't appreciate anything. You're just excited to be on your own with some friends. <laughs> so yeah, but it, it took months that I was getting nervous that I wasn't going to get in. And I was like, oh man, maybe I should have put and the third option. I was like, <laughs> get in. do you think that matters your grade? Why it took them months to decide or it was just the process? Well, it's just the, um, they only pick one student from, um, from Quebec. No way. Yeah. So some universities will pick multiple. Some will pick like only one in certain areas or, or they'll pick like a certain amount of exchange students. So I was getting nervous that maybe someone else picked it and I had competition or something. And then um, I was, I had applied. So I was already in my semester of fall and I applied for the winter. It would have been my last semester. And I think I finally got my acceptance letter. I think it was the, it was like November. And uh, I think it was mid-November and I had to book everything. I was like, oh my gosh. Like now. Yeah, I'm like, I, I am going to be there. It says I have to be there January. I remember January 7th. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get a. You must be stoked when you got it. Yeah, I was freaking. I think it was one of those that you can't wait to get the answer. And then when you get it, you're like. Oh my, wow, I I can't go to Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> I had that feeling when um, we were applying to come here to Canada and finally the visa came and we're like, oh, I have a few months to wait, right? Like I don't have to go, even though I've been waiting since I was young to move somewhere else. Yeah, and then the shocker comes, you know, that you're like, yeah. I, I don't want change. I don't think I want change now. And I changed my mind. <laughs> You're a strong woman. I, I, I don't think I'll ever do that, something like that. That's crazy. You know, what's funny is like I found it. Um, one of the things that sticks the most is you have culture shock when you go to another country. Yeah. And then it's like reverse culture shock because you got used to that country and mm -hmm. their ways. And now to come back to where you're from, you're like mm -hmm. totally different that you're almost you're not ready to come back after. And it's it was of very course. strange. I understand that. Let's talk about that further on. I want to focus on your trip from Montreal to Sweden. Obviously, you were by yourself. It's not your first time going on a plane, as you mentioned. But where are you going to stay? Do you have a plan? Like, how does it work? Well, so one of the reasons I really love this university is because it was uh, really uh, geared to exchange students. So they had um, they had a really good, strong program. So they had uh, they were setting me up with housing. And uh, what is nice when you go on an exchange program, I was entitled to a bursary by the government. So the government would uh, give me a, a payment every month, which helped for my living expenses. Yeah, so that was really nice too. So all I knew is that I had somewhere to stay. And when I landed in Sweden, in Lund, that I just was advised where to go at almost like an information center at the school and I was advised to go there and I would get all the information so I kind of went and had no clue <laughs> where I was gonna live I, no way. I just knew I was really trusting that they had everything set up for me and now that I think back I'm like <laughs> I could have got there and it wasn't set up like maybe you'd be disorganized <laughs> you're like one of those those girls from Taken being like <laughs> you know 
sold for slavery. And <laughs> I know, and now I have kids, and I'm thinking, I don't know if do I want them to go on their own? I don't know. <laughs> so you, when you landed, you went straight to the university. Yeah. So uh, actually, I am not good with direction whatsoever, which is uh, it's funny enough. The field that I work in is logistics, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> And I, I often get lost at a lot of places. So uh, thank goodness for Google Maps now. So to get to Sweden, you have to, uh, I had to fly into Heathrow. And then from Heathrow, you have to take a connecting. There's no, um, there's not one flight that will just go direct to Sweden. And um, at least not at the time. So I got to Heathrow. And when I connected to my next flight, all you saw on, all you saw on the runway was all luggage scattered there was like a very small snowstorm like a snowstorm that we would probably laugh about here that we would be like oh it's just a sprinkle of snow it's no big deal there was luggage everywhere so and I had a massive backpack of six months worth of clothes and and everything like I packed as much as I could right and uh so from there I take another flight and then I land in Denmark and from Denmark, I had to take a train to get to Lund. My parents to this day are amazed that I made it. <laughs> and, and, uh, so I was super exhausted by the time I got there. I remember getting there at night. How long was the trip? Uh, probably about with everything and the delays at the airport for the connecting flight, I would say a good 11 hours. Yeah. And I was super nervous. Like I honestly, I broke up with my boyfriend of five years. The, the guy that pushed you to go? Yeah. Yeah. We broke up because we're like, I'm going to Sweden. It was just, we were like, we'll probably get back together when I get back. And, uh, and so I was a bit of a mess and like, it was just crazy. I remember being at the airport thinking, what am I doing? Like, what am I? Oh, it's crazy. I don't know. Do you think it was his ploy to get rid of you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Send her to Sweden. Send her to Sweden. See what happens. <laughs> like, go away. And then she's going to figure out that, oh, we're going to be separated. Maybe. <laughs> this is no. my twisted mind. <laughs> So you're one of, you're like in the movies there, like a woman just broke up going to somewhere. Even at the airport, I remember my friend made me all kinds of like, uh, like cookies and stuff. And uh, it was all in my, <laughs> it was all in my, my um, carry on. And then they start going through my carry on at customs. And I was like, and I was crying. So I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And and uh, the, I remember my biggest focus was like, you're not going to take my cookies. <laughs> <Are you? laughs> the cookies. <laughs> she, she cared about the cookies. Take everything. Take the cocaine. Take everything. Just not the cookies. I need those. I'm going to need those in like 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So you got to Lind and where did you head to? Is there a house? So then I, I got to... Um, I took the train from Denmark and then I, someone must have, if I remember right, they must have met us at the train station, which wasn't far from the university. And uh, now that I think of it, they must have had people there all day, all night until last flights were coming in because there were people coming in from all different countries. We, we, the exchange students had to be there two weeks before school started because we had to take um, a Swedish course to learn some Swedish. 
Yeah, I was going to ask. I mean, they speak fluent English, I know, but the main language is Swedish. Yeah. And do you still remember some of the words? Oh, you know what? I, they, I only remember the bad words, probably. <laughs> I remember how to say hi, though. Hi is Hezan. Hezan? Or you could say hey, hey. <laughs> oh, it sounds like they're singing. <laughs> But were they wearing those those uh, Swedish clothing like you, you know the typical ones? <laughs> and you know what? I laughed even because everyone kept saying I was going to meet someone named Sven, and uh, my whole six months I met one Sven. It's really it wasn't as popular as I thought. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from, but I guess it, everybody thought it was like the Mark or you know like Paul or you know the usual name. Yeah, there was a lot of Karens. A lot of Karens. Karen? Yeah. Really? I would never have thought that, but I met a lot of Swedish. Like, like K-A-R-E-N or like in a weird uh, K-A-R-I-N. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's more like Karen. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the train brought you to the university again? Yeah, so they brought us to the university and you kind of like check in with the university. And then the guy, uh, because the university grounds for the housing was huge um the guy brought me to it we left by bus it was the only time I ever took a bus in Sweden um and uh he brought me to my I ended up in an apartment so they had all kinds of dorms but I ended up in an apartment which at first I was super upset about um why because then I thought I'm not going to meet anyone I thought if I'm in a dorm at least I'll meet like other students and stuff So I thought, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be super isolated here. And um, so he brought me there and then he leaves and I have no idea where I am. Like (laughs) (laughs) it's nighttime and I'm thinking I he told me I have to be at the Swedish course the next day and he gave me a map. And I had no cell phone at the time. So this was 2003, which, yeah, there were cell phones, but I just, I wasn't, um, I'm not a huge techie too. So uh, there was no cell phone. I had no laptop. I had no way of telling my parents I arrived. Oh my God. They must be like so worried. They were going out of their mind. My (laughs) brother-in-law now was, uh, he didn't sleep at all. I remember my sister saying he was like losing his mind. He's like, how come she's not calling? And I actually tried to find a phone booth, which still existed back then. And uh, their phone booths, you needed a special Swedish card. So I couldn't just call collect. You needed still a card. And all the stores to open for the cards were the next day. So I had no choice. I couldn't call them. Oh, yeah, the cards. Yeah, We used to have to do when we used to call Philippines. You have to buy, I think, like $10 for an hour. Yeah. So the, the yeah. next day I was able to do that. But um, so he, he drops me off. My street name, <laughs> even the next morning, I, I'm realizing now where I'm living. And I'm, my street name was like about 30 letters long. <laughs> it was super, <laughs> super long. And uh, I, I ended up, I didn't take the bus to school. I said, oh, I'm going to try to walk on the map. It looks like pretty straightforward. So it, I was it close? It was, uh, it actually wasn't that close <laughs> as I thought. Um, I ended up finding out that you, to get around in Sweden, your best way is a bicycle. So I had to, my mission was to find a bicycle, which um, 
which you ended up, I, I had to, I met through some Swedish students and they hooked me up with a, a bike and the bikes there are not like bikes um, that we're seeing here. They're like super old school bikes with baskets, like the, the bigger the basket on the bike, the better because you're, everyone's bike riding. There's no, there was like no cars where I was living. I, I don't remember, I, I don't remember passing many cars in that town. There was like buses and um, there were bike paths to everything. You said you walked to the university to enroll in a class or? Um, well, the first two weeks, it was all set up for us for we had um, every morning you had a Swedish course for two hours. And then um, and then they give all the Swedish students like a schedule of they had like events every day that you could go to. Oh, and then I had to choose my courses for the semester. Okay. So that wasn't done yet. So I had to, and there was funny, like every course you took, you had to go to a different building to register for the course. Like you didn't just go online and register. Like I actually had to, okay, I'm going to go take a marketing class. I got to go find the marketing department. And like, it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was really different. But you find it interesting, obviously, and challenging. Yeah. Um, their, their semesters were so different. Like here you take a full semester is four classes. Um, there a full semester is also four, but you take two in January, February, and, a, and then, uh, and then two in March, April, uh, January, February, bit of March, you take two classes and then you take the other two in the end of March, April, May. So you're only taking two classes at a time for a full-time course load. It's, and they're like an hour and a half a week. So you have a lot of spare time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's true, but I heard that in Sweden for kids, they only like do three hours of school. Oh, really? Eh? Some, something like that, something ridiculous that like so low. And then after that, they'll just, I don't know where they go after because the parents has to work, right? Well, even um, even their exams, like you could keep doing until you're satisfied with your grade <laughs> you can keep doing it no way yeah you just if i did the test today and i just bombed it and i could go back and take the test again it's they'll take the best mark till you learn eh yeah i was like really wow that's different and everything was open book did you take advantage of that <laughs> no i didn't i didn't actually the courses were really pretty good so I didn't uh and two courses at a time when you're so used to scrambling while working and doing four classes it it didn't seem too tough like it wasn't uh <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned you made some friends I was gonna ask like how easy was it for you to make friends you said you were a very quiet very, you know individual yeah and the first few days when I was in Sweden, honestly, I was looking, I was like counting down the days to come back home. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to give myself, I said, I'm going to give myself two weeks. And then if I'm miserable, that's it. Oh, there's an eject button. You could actually like, I'm done. I'm gone. done. I'm going back home. Okay. <laughs> that's it. Okay. So, um, so then I think it was by like the third day. I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go to an event tonight and I'm going to just, I'm going to just plunge myself. And, uh, I was thinking, oh my God, it's going to be like mortifying. And I remember the event was taste test of all their dairy products. <laughs> that was like one of the events. It was that. And then after it was like a barbecue, it was super weird, but in Sweden, 
there's a lot of different, um, like they have sour milk and then they have regular milk. They have like a ton of like sour milk is almost considered like a special delicacy and they love their milk and, and their yogurt, even their yogurt comes in a milk carton and you pour it cause they pour it on their cereal. So it's very different. Going to the grocery store was like fascinating. It was so different. So that's that's like a culture shock to you, obviously, food. That was like a field trip for me, just going to the grocery store. I could be there for hours trying to figure out what the food was. <laughs> Everything that's Swedish, I'm like, what? what is this? I don't know what it is. <laughs> Did you ask anyone? Oh, yeah, sometimes. I found after the longer I was there, the more... I don't know, extrovert I was becoming. It was almost, uh, my dad said I got the gift of gab while I was there. <laughs> I just, um, I wasn't shy. I, I, the shyness was going away because you're so used to not knowing anyone um, that uh, I, I became no longer shy at all. And everyone speaks so well in English, like that it, nothing was ever a problem. So yeah, because of your necessity of I need to figure out something. And if, if I don't open my mouth, <laughs> I will starve to death. Yeah, and I had the typical Swedish uh, trans, like the Swedish dictionary to see like, what is that? You know, <laughs> like even their soup, their soup look like sausages. Like they package it, uh, all their soup, they package it in like almost like a sausage casing, it looks like. So for us, like if you, the first time you look at it, you wouldn't think it's soup. <laughs> and you have to cut it and then put it in a pot and then, and then squeeze heat it, it out and, and it goes in a pot like a paste yeah <laughs> <laughs> those swedes man they're very efficient very efficient yeah <laughs> yeah so they don't fool around i went to that and then i i actually um they club you together so um they put all the exchange students in different groups and you're groups of 10 so the next night I went on something with and met all the exchange students in my group and I became very close friends with a lot of them. I actually speak to some of them still. It was easy for you to make friends. Yeah. Once we were in the group, it's it, the, the university did a very good job to help you, you know, to get comfortable. And it was a group of all students from different countries. So it was it was easier to get to know someone because everyone was kind of in the same uh, boat as I was you know no one knew anyone so it made it easier I guess less stress yeah where they most of them came from well I mean there was a lot in general from Europe there was just my group alone I had someone from New Zealand Austria Germany France Switzerland Australia they we were mixed from everywhere and each group had like three mentors Swedish mentors that were kind of there to um I don't know take you out or if you had questions or anything like that were the cute guys <laughs> no they're all girls actually <laughs> what i had to yeah, i didn't have any mentor guys some groups did i didn't <laughs> I, was with the, I was with all the karens <laughs> two of them were named karen i remember yeah no way karen one two yeah it's funny one of them got married to a guy in my group yeah, so he was from New Zealand and she is from Sweden. And uh, yeah, they're married and they go back and forth. They live for a bit in New Zealand and then they live for a bit in Sweden. Mm -hmm. Were the students the, uh, what, what's the word you used? I forgot, you, you said it, like the people that take care of you. Oh, the mentors? 
That's it, the mentor. I'm sorry, the mentor. Yeah, there were students too. And they're great. I don't know if I just got lucked out because some groups kind of just dissolved and people didn't talk to each other. But our group was really, I don't know, connected. We we hung out a, a lot. And they live close by you or they live in the university? Um, so you kind of had like two sides of town. And uh, the ones that I was very close to lived more in the center of town. So they were in student corridors. So I was often at their place because they lived in dorms. So a lot of them lived in the same dorms and stuff. And uh, in the end, though, I, I ended up really liking that I had an apartment because sometimes uh, if I just wanted to come home, like I could and it was quiet. Whereas the dorms, if there's a party, like you're up. Like it's <laughs> yeah, you have no choice but the party. Yeah. You know, or so I kind of liked having the little escape when I wanted and it was good. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, you were a foreign student. Did you feel any prejudice towards you being Canadian and all that? No, if anything, they loved it. I had a I put a big Canadian flag on my uh, Concordia bag and oh, yeah, they would always uh, they would call me Miss Formula One. <laughs> Why? I don't know. They were... They, all the Europeans, like the minute they found out I was from Montreal, they were mm. like Formula One, Formula One. <laughs> so weird, Formula One. What? I, I don't know. Well, so, I mean, obviously we have the F one here, right? Yeah, but it's it's not just here, right? So, but they were, yeah, that's what they all all the guys there. That's yeah. Call you Miss Miss Formula One. Yeah, but we're honestly, um, the minute they find out you're, we were. Canadian, because there's another girl there was Canadian too. They, they, yeah, people were so nice. Why do you think they're nice there? They're famous for being nice. I mean, Canadians are nice, but I feel like it's Swedish people versus Canadian for niceness. I feel they're like. so honest. I, I couldn't. Uh, there were certain systems like they have of um, even in the student restaurants that you go and it's like complete honor system that they trust that you're going to pay. You walk in. And you go at the other end of the restaurant and you pay for your fork and knife, let's say. And it's uh, it was a student restaurant. So it's like, you know, that day it's this is what they're serving. Right. And uh, no one collects money. Otherwise, they just trust that you went and you paid for your cutlery. Yeah. Like they're, I just found every, them so honest. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And very polite. And uh, even in um, in lineups, which they would call the queue. No one would be stressed or angry. It could be the longest lineup ever trying to get into like a bar or something. And um, they're very just chill. And by the way, there was no smartphone. So if you're standing in line, you are standing in line waiting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you mentioned bars. So you did you go out a lot or you focus on just studying? Uh, yeah, no, I went out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Like my mom, um, she she would have my uh, she had access to my credit card uh, statements. You know, she was managing my money that I would get from my bursary and stuff. She would just make like payments on my credit card for me through my account. It was just easier that way. And she one day she was like, "What is this system balaget?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my goodness, that's like that's the library." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, uh-huh. She's like, you're there a lot. And it was uh there it was like their SAQ, I guess. So you go there because you um where I was living, you don't just you can't buy a case of beer. You have everything's individual and you can't buy it at a grocery what do you mean store. Individual? Like one bottle? Yeah. Okay. 
There's no like boxes of beers. No, you just buy like all individual uh, beers and you can't buy them at the grocery store. So there's this like one store, <laughs> the system Balagan <laughs> that you go to <laughs> and you would, that's why you need a big basket on your bike. That's why. <laughs> By the way, just a note, you went there so much that you still remember it. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I still remember that and I remember my street. I lived on Sharmas Wagon. <laughs> Sharmas Wagon. Yeah. How many J's are there? K and J's. <laughs> the K threw me off because I didn't know that the K was pronounced with a sh. So whenever in the beginning when I was first there and I was trying to get home from school the first day, I was completely lost and it was dark out. And I kept asking people where it is. And they're like, <laughs> I guess they don't pronounce anything with a K there. And uh, like, I, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm going either. <laughs> you didn't write it down or anything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I had to. I think thankfully I did have it right written down after so. Yeah. How was the weather? The weather was, uh, it's so interesting in Sweden. So where I was, it was uh, the southern part of Sweden. And um, in January, February, it's kind of dark. Like it's dark by three, three o'clock, I would say. Um, the, the winter, there's not as much sunlight, but it's not super cold. Like it's, it's a little bit of snow, but um, I biked all winter. Even winter? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I just biked. It was it was kind of like slushy, I guess. And um, when you hit like May, June, it's like the sun is out still at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> so you could like, you could go out and you're like, what time is it? And you come, you, you leave the bar at let's say three in the morning and the sun is already out. Like it's it's and crazy. You all got messed up. Oh yeah, the spring and summer it's it's so bright. Wow. Yeah, it's just dark in the winter, but um, yeah, that was okay. And how long did you stay in Sweden? I was there from January to June. January to June. Okay, yeah. that's six months. Yeah. I'm not good with math, by the way. I'm <laughs> terrible. I'm Asian, but I'm terrible with math. <laughs> yeah, I was there six months. And you mentioned earlier that when you came back, you suffered from reverse culture shock. Tell us about that. Yeah, so my mom actually came to meet me uh, at the end of the semester. She flew there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she flew there and uh, and we, we traveled for about, I think it was like a two weeks it ended up being that we traveled in Europe. We, we did... Uh, just a couple of days in Sweden and then we left and we went to we went to Ireland and we went to London as well and uh, I remember feeling so nervous to come home because I was I I really enjoyed my friends that were there but they were going to go home too and uh, the life was different there it wasn't so busy it was um, I also really enjoyed though I went from uh, working a lot like working part-time and also being in oh you work when, well no and, and when I was in Canada before I went to Sweden I was so used to like um not having as many breaks I guess like studying a lot and and working and so when I went to Sweden it was like I don't have to work the government's actually giving me money on a bursary and uh, <laughs> I only have two classes a semester so that's easy and um it was just like a, a party, honestly. It was so it 
like when I think back now, it like that wasn't going to be real life. Like it was <laughs> eventually, even if I lived in Sweden, I'm going to have to get a job and I'm going to, you know, it's, uh, it would still become like home. I would still end up having to work and stuff down the road. So it was just, I guess it was, it was a mix of everything of, uh, oh, now I'm going to go back home. Life's going to be different. Are my friends going to be fun? Cause these friends are so fun and, um, it's super busy at home. You know, um, I, I remember when I got home crossing the street, I was like, I, I remember my friend saying, okay, let's, let's go Trey. Let's just, let's just cross the street. And, and I'm like, Oh no, we have to wait. We have to wait for him to like signal us. She's like, are you from Montreal? Cause we're not going to wait till they signal us. <laughs> we're just going to go. <laughs> so in, I'm assuming in Sweden, they actually stop and let you go. Oh yeah. If they see you there, like they will come to a full stop in the middle of the road. Yeah. Super um, polite. <laughs> so, I mean, we're polite, but they're like extra polite. Not to say Montrealers aren't polite, but it's just, it's busier here. You know, it's very metropolitan city. So, yeah. Even in the city, they were polite? Yeah, even in Stockholm. I went to Stockholm and I would say that was their busiest city, but it, it still wouldn't, com I find it wouldn't compare busy to Montreal. Like it, um, but yeah, no, it was super, actually it was so beautiful in Stockholm. Everything's gold. There's like the bridge is gold. Everything looks like it's made of gold. It's just, it's really beautiful. Is it true that uh, men and women there are like first round picks, gorgeous looking, tan? The men are so pretty. Like, <laughs> like they're just like, I remember they had like the scarves and uh, yeah, they're very like, like everything was perfect, you know? Really? Even the women? Women are very pretty. Yeah. Like the normal person that you see is like 10 if you bring that person in Montreal. Yeah, I, I don't think I, I didn't see one overweight person. That I remember. I was fascinated by how in shape people are. Do they exercise a lot or because of the food? A lot of outdoors, I, I think. They exercise a lot. Okay. It's, it's so much land too. Like they'll like constantly are the Swedish people I met, they would be on bike rides or they're jogging or... Um, like it was like a regular thing in their routines would be outdoor exercising. How about diet? Diet? Uh, I remember like they're, they eat a lot of fish. They, they eat pretty well, actually. And I think back. So the reverse culture shock, how long did it last for you? Uh, when I came back, well, I had a really great friends that tried to like keep the excitement going so that was uh that was good um it didn't take long but i still had the itch to go back so i actually went back uh to visit my friend in austria it was about five months after i came home uh i think i had gone to see her in october i came home in june and i went to see her in october so you went back yeah. For a visit. But now, do you plan on going back again to visit? I would love for uh, Jay uh, to go. To, to, I want him to see Europe. He's never been at all, so uh, be cool. Yeah, Jay's not a culture <laughs> guy, okay? We know this. He's, he's getting uh, uh, he's getting into it, though. He's getting, yeah, now he, he has Portugal and Spain on his head. I love him to death, but he's not cultured. <laughs> I'm going to make him cultured. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's why I tell him I all the time. I surprise him. <laughs> when we can travel again. Oh, yeah, I know. One day, we'll come.
What if you have an opportunity to move your family in Sweden? Would you do it? Um, you know what? I wouldn't even think it now because t finding a job in Sweden is very hard. Like I remember. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember a lot of the students there. Um, they were applying for jobs because a lot of them were finishing university that semester as well. And uh, they were getting jobs like in different countries. And it, it It was so interesting to watch them because they were like, oh, I got a job opportunity to go uh, work uh, in London or I have a job opportunity here. And I was like, oh, you can't. And they said, no, the, the job market in Sweden, they said, is not great. It's not an overpopulated area like each city, especially when you get to the, the northern part of Sweden. It's um, not as much opportunity, I guess. It's very saturated, the, the work. Yeah. So a lot of them were going to different countries. They were applying everywhere. And it's it's fun to watch them because they there's no anxiety. Yeah, yeah, no, I applied to uh, Germany and I applied to the, in the UK and Italy and the, like they're like all over the place. And they're like, what? and then I'll go there for a year or something. Like it was like nothing. No pressure. No, they're all like, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Like it's like, <laughs> whereas here we, I don't know, I, I was having anxiety going there for six months, you know? And uh, for them, it's they were just really chill about it. It's so nice to have that mentality. I'm like, I'm an overthinker sometimes. Like, I'll think of every scenario that could happen. And it's it's not a great trait to have that. <laughs> it's it's good and bad. It's good and bad. You have to think, right? You can't like just, hmm, I wonder if I can afford to go to Sweden And then go to Portugal after, and then after you're like broke, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly. it doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. When I came home, I had to go back to work and pay off uh, some debts. <laughs> you, but you said you, the government's paying you off. Uh, how did it work? Did but it's expensive to live in Sweden, mm. and I traveled a bit while I was there too because I wanted to see. Like I went to Norway, Finland, Denmark. Like I did those while I was in school, and Germany. Um, I went to Belgium and then my trip with my mom. So yeah, when I came home, I still had to pay off. Uh, that's why the last thing for me to do would be to go back and spend more money to go and visit a friend. And, uh, but I did anyway, <laughs> I was living with my parents at least at home. So it wasn't as much pressure. And I'm pretty sure there's no regret. No, exactly. not at all. I'm so happy I did that. And actually when I came home, my cousin, My cousin, uh, because I was, he was living with my parents at the time and I was so excited about the experience. He was in university and uh, he, he applied, he applied for an exchange student as well. And he went uh, the semester after I got back, he went to Poland and he is married to the, a Polish lady and that's, they live here now. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. I just want to ask you, what's the best lesson you learned from traveling? From traveling is, uh, I think, to be open, to be open to a, a new adventure, be open to meeting people. Um, that's something I really brought back when I did come home. I, I met, uh, well, I look at my husband, Jay. I Honestly, I ended up just talking to him just like that. I just... I was one night I was looking for someone to go. I really wanted to go rock climbing just on the walls, rock climbing. I've never gone before. And I was looking for someone <laughs> that would 
And I just, I, 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 he happened to, he was at the bar that he was uh, working at and um, I had never spoken to him before. And I just, uh, I just randomly started talking to him. I'm like, oh, I'm looking for someone to go rock climbing with. He's like, I totally go rock climbing. I'm like, okay, we haven't gone yet. It's only been 15 years that we're together, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you never did it? No, we actually finally bought, uh, he, he bought me at Christmas a, a gift card to go rock climbing last Christmas. And we were going to go in the spring and then just as shutdown from COVID, we were going to go. So we still have that pass. So we hope that they didn't close down. Because <laughs> we're like, man, there's something against us going rock climbing. I don't know. <laughs> I want to ask you, you touched on this a little quickly, but I want to expand it. Would you let your kids move to another country? Like do what you did or move? I would push them to do it. I've already told Jay that I said both kids, I'm going to encourage them so much to, I don't know, I think, I think that the world is so large and there's so much, there's so much to see that um, I would love for them to experience that. And just, um, I find, I find university life, it goes so quickly. And then when it's over, you have to kind of, you're almost pushed to that. Well, now I have to grow up and I got to, I got to get my career going and this. And so you only have that small opportunity to just really have fun and enjoy. And not that you don't enjoy when you're an adult, but then the responsibilities start, you know? So um, yeah, I would, I would really push them to whether it's, they want to explore our country, which is also really large, or if they just want to take that leap and, and try and exchange, I would be really supportive of it for sure. And then I would, I would meet them and then it gives me an opportunity to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I would follow them. <laughs> so I think we did it. I think uh, we got it all. I want to thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Do you have any final remark or anything would you like to say? Um, no, I guess if anyone's, uh, you know, if, if anyone's having that like thought of going somewhere, do it. <laughs> If you want to take the chance of, of making a change or doing something you're passionate about, about that's, you have to take it. Yeah. Wise words from a wise woman. Thanks so much. The hour went really quickly. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you again, Tracy, for doing the show. I also want to thank the listeners for listening and downloading the show. If you want to know more about the podcast or if you want to start or join a conversation about our topics, please head to my Facebook page, An Immigrant's Life Podcast. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can contact me through the Facebook page or send an email to animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. If you'd like to support the show, please like, share, review, and subscribe.